Bam and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and we are today at the Union Pub and Grill, where every Monday we're here for $2 call shots and, of course, $1.50 domestic bottles. I've got with me the former young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. How are you, sir? All right, sir. How's your All right. How was your weekend? Very good. I haven't talked to you since the last Very week. Very good. Can't complain. If I did, nobody listen, as we, all, we always know. That's not true, sir. That's <laughs> not true. And then, uh, hey, we got a special guest. I know. A uh, guy that I've been talking to on Twitter forever. He's covered sports all over the United States. He's actually driven most of the United States, and he's a he's an ECU guy. He's oh, East Carolina well. guy. I mean, I'm not going to hold that against <laughs> no, him. Sorry. I'm sorry. Ron Clement's <laughs> with us on the program today. Just in Huntington, I was like, what are you doing in Huntington? And, of course, because the RV that he he lives in hasn't been to Huntington yet or West Virginia. Yep, exactly. And uh, am I on? You are on. You are okay. on. Um, yeah, we uh, had yet to drive the RV through West Virginia, and we're on our way up to Cleveland for the Major League Baseball All-Star Game next week. And we're like, well, let's drive through West Virginia. We're actually in Nashville, so it's kind of a detour. We, we went up to Louisville for a week and then hung a right on I-64. <laughs> So now you're here in West Virginia, and I wasn't joking. He lives in an RV. You've got a website even to document it all called Home Run on Wheels. And Correct. What possessed you to start living in an RV? My wife got a job that was 100% remote, and so then it was just like, hey, I could do this anywhere. I was working at Sporting News as an NFL reporter, and it's kind of frustrated with some things there. And so when she suggested the idea of traveling, I was, I was all about it. And... So, yeah, now we've been through 44 states with the RV, and last year we went to all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. That's fantastic. And the website is homerunonwheels.com. You can follow Ron there and see where he's been. Uh, we'll actually be re- we'll be recording our uh, latest podcast episode tonight. Okay. So it'll be up tomorrow morning. Fantastic. So, so you can uh, check that out. And have, you, uh, have you been to a West Virginia Power game? Or are you going to try to hit one of those eventually? We're, we're actually going to try to do that this weekend. They're, uh, the Power are home uh, Thursday through Sunday. They're playing Kannapolis, which is kind of funny because when we lived in Charlotte, we saw the Kannapolis Intimidators play, and they were playing the power. So now we'll we'll do the reverse. <laughs> Get David Kahn on your podcast. Yeah. If you're recording anything, uh, or do you do it just all live, or you record anything separate to play back? I, I don't know. Oh, how yeah. Do yeah, yeah we, uh, I, if I do interviews, they're almost always recorded. Okay. David Kahn, who's the voice of the West Virginia Power, uh, he's a fascinating kid. You yes. should talk to him. All right. And, of course, since uh, I know him, we'll get you hooked up for some free tickets. Oh, if if you sounds, haven't that got that already. Better. No, we have not purchased tickets uh, yet. We'll take care we'll of that care off of that the air. So That's awesome. uh, I'll get you hooked up there. And if he, if he doesn't give you free tickets, just remind him his Boston Bruins lost. That's right. <laughs> and, um, I know. That, that oh, can, yeah. Yeah, that will completely um, sour his day. Hey, can you play Gloria at the next break, please? I think we'll try to. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? We'll, you know, I used to live in St. Louis. I do. That's why I brought that up. Uh, by the way, Dave here, Boston guy. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I did apologize. You should apologize. I, t- I, t- I said, hey, the, I told him the best team won. Darn right. When you win three out of four on the other team's rink and in basketball, like Toronto did, three out of four on the other team's court, you deserve whatever hardware you're going to hold up. Just enjoy it now, Ron, because uh, the New York, New York Rangers are coming. Two years away. Court <laughs> Two <DePaul>. years away. <laughs> 
Hey, the Blues fans have waited, what, 52 years for yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. So. 1994. I, I'm good with that. I saw it happen. I was around that was for that. A, that was a damn good team with Messier. Yeah. That was a, yeah. Brian Leach and yeah. uh, all those oh, yeah. guys. That, that so, was a really good team. It's a fantastic team. And just remember, Capo Keiko, or however you say his name. I'm, I'm still learning. Second round pick. Hey, I was watching. I actually watched <laughs> the entire first day of the NHL draft. I don't you know, were the guy. I was the guy. <laughs> Outside of Canada. It was, it was actually better than it has been in years past. Yeah, the uh, NBA draft is tonight, right? Uh, or no, 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 the NBA uh, um, award show is tonight. Yeah. Where yeah. My boy Giannis is going to be MVP. Then right? they start uh, the rookie league games here pretty soon because they're already about touting RJ and uh, Zion playing each other in their very first rookie game. I would. I would completely tout that. ESPN's going, hey, turn this on. And turn of, us on. And, of course, if you want to watch all that action, you can tell them down here to the Union and Pub and it. Grill. Now, if it happens on a Monday, you get the special. If it doesn't happen on a Monday, of course, you can partake of the kitchen. You've got the Southern Bell. You, you should try the Southern Bell before you go. Here's a description right of it right here. All right. Uh, that's a signature. <laughs> that's I mean, Herb's even got it somewhere on a carpet that, that this is the home of the Southern Bell. Nice. That's how big a deal that drink is. So you should try that. I'm, I'm sort of Herb's Stanley proprietor. There I'm his go. ambassador on Mondays. <laughs> As you can see, if you, you look around, this is you've got everything Marshall and then some around here. Totally. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Marshall stuff There's here. There's a lot of Marshall things here. There's probably things here that the Marshall Athletic Director, Mike Hamrick, hasn't seen forever. <laughs> did they film any uh, the movie here? Uh, I don't know if they did anything here in the Union. But I, don't I, I don't think they I did. I don't think they did. But if there's an artifact to be found or had from that movie, I'm sure Herb's got it squirreled away somewhere. And yeah. when we were on our way here, uh, my wife asked me if Matthew McConaughey was going to be in town. I was like, I don't think so, Ben. Um, no, he just hangs out on weekends. <laughs> he was pretty much here for the movie, and we haven't seen much of him since. I was like, maybe Matthew Fox. <laughs> Uh, Matthew might. Yeah, he hangs on weekends, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, having a chance to be in that movie, uh, I got to meet all the guys. You were in the movie? He was in the movie. In the movie. I was the executive. Didn't, you didn't tell me I was going to be I was the movie star. Well, I was. You were, you're I still was not. The, I, I, I jumped ship, went to Xavier, was their assistant coach. But all the time the movie was on, we did the scenes here, we did down there. I met Matthew McConaughey one time in L.A. after the premiere. I shook his hand. He tapped me on the shoulder. I said, other than that, no, because he was pretty much – under lock and key, wherever he was. Everybody else I met. Davis Trithern was awful. I w was awesome, sorry. Walked by him one day on the set down there in Atlanta. I'm going this way. Him and Kate Mara are coming this way. I got by and he goes, Dave, how you doing? Out of nowhere. And I just said, well, that's not bad. <laughs> and I thought he was very good in that movie, too. It was fun. But I met Mr. McConaughey one time. That's all I, you need. I know. That's all you need. I do like that movie. And as an East Carolina grad, I feel like, our universities are always going to be connected. Right. I think, uh, to be fair, when Marshall and East Carolina were playing each other, that was a game Marshall fans looked forward to because of the connection and just the fact that the two universities seem to get along rather well. I mean, they love the rivalry, or at least the Marshall side did. I don't know if uh, a grad of ECU, if that was really a thing for ECU, other than, hey, these are you know, nice guys to play. Uh, I I love the Marshall rivalry, and I think ECU and Marshall are they're going to be playing here pretty here soon. In a few years, yeah, right? They're getting back together. Yeah, which I I, I love that. You know, and it's uh, it's a shame Virginia Tech backed out of its uh, rivalry I with saw that. East Carolina, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it happens. It is what it is, right? <laughs> it does happen. Of course. Um, my first thought when you were in town was like, okay, he's here today to cover the fact that Marshall's going to be invited to the AAC. Well, you that just is a pure coincidence. Yeah, you shot well, that I down think, quickly. I was sitting there going, well, I think the wait interview. a minute, Ron covers sports all over the globe. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be the reason. 
Yeah. Nope. No. This is the RV. Yes. We had never been to West Virginia before, and there there really aren't very many RV parks near Charleston. We, right. We, we were going to stay in Charleston because of the power. Yeah. Bigger city, and no, no offense to Huntington. But, right. uh, um, and I did kind of want to venture a little further into West Virginia because yeah. it's, it's like – This is just like across the border. We're barely in West Virginia, you know, like with 20 miles from Kentucky yeah. and, what, two miles from Ohio? You can throw a rock, you hit it. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of funny. Last year when we hit Vermont, we, we, we weren't – I don't know if you know where Brattleboro, Vermont is. Not no. offhand. All right, so <laughs> if you throw a rock south, you hit New Hampshire – or uh, uh, you hit Massachusetts. If you throw a rock east, you hit New Hampshire. So Brattleboro is right in that corner of Vermont with Massachusetts to the south and, and New Hampshire. But we spent one night in Vermont, and, and that's something we try to do in, in every state is so it's not, you know, quote-unquote cheating, and we just didn't drive through it. We wanted to spend at least one night in every state we drive through, and we're actually here for nine nights because the RV park in uh, Cleveland, where we're going to stay, couldn't get us in until July 2nd. Okay. So we're staying here to July 1st. Where are you staying here? Where are you parked? In the, at the KOA in Milton. Okay. Or kind of between Milton and Barbersville. You okay. Know? Yeah. You got a lot to do out there. Yeah. You'll find uh, – you you won't get bored. Hey, they got a little lake you can swim in yeah. and fish in. Yeah, you got everything out there. So. You, you won't get bored as well. We're going to take our first break. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the fact that everyone thinks Marshall's getting an invite to the AAC. Well, almost everybody. We'll talk about that. And, of course, we're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. We invite you to come down and join us. We're here every Monday. I'm Paul Swan. I've got Ron Clements joining us. I've got Dave Walsh, the former young Thundering Herd quarterback. And we've got more when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never join music is not Gloria, but you should see what we pay our producer and you would understand. <laughs> Welcome. What, what's your producer's name? His name's Gabriel. Gabriel. Gabriel, you got to play Gloria the next break, man. <laughs> he doesn't know what you're talking about. He has no idea what you're talking about. Play a little Laura Brannigan. Of course, you are listening to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are here every Monday at the Union Pub and Grill because right now it's all day, all night, $2 call shots. We've got $1.50 domestic bottles. And for those of you listening on the podcast, this isn't going over the air because on our terrestrial radio station, we have an EAS test going on right now. Uh-oh. But we also podcast this, so this very segment right now is not going on the air. So we're just talking to ourselves. Interesting. But the podcast, <laughs> people will hear it. So you'll hear what you missed. Okay. So if you want to make a proclamation, we can. And after listening to this podcast, you can listen to the Home Run on Wheels podcast, right? Yeah, you, exactly. Exactly. Which exactly. is recorded inside an RV. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So we're, we're just listening here to the radio because we monitor the radio. we got the EAS. Because yeah. Huntington is the rain capital of the world right now. Oh, yes. It's supposed to be hail tonight, right? Or maybe. I don't know. We wish. We wish it was that light. <laughs> so, I like the first rumor you have started. Marshall, AAC. I love it. I love it. Because it it's out there. All right, for everyone who uh, just missed it on the uh, over-the-air feed, since we have the EAS test, that uh, – 
Ron just broke down the 55 reasons why Marshall will be invited to the <laughs> AAC. Yeah. And if you missed that, you'll have to go back to the podcast because we didn't stop talking when the over-the-air feed had the EAS test. So oh, okay. My bad. local radio, you've got to love it, yeah. local radio. So let me reset this table here. We've got the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh, who is with us every Monday since his retirement. He has nothing to do other than hang out with me. There we go. And on game days during Thundering Herd football games. And then a worldwide traveler, writer for hire. Yes. Yes, writer for hire, Ron <laughs> Clements, joining us here on the program. Uh, he's got a fantastic website you need to go visit. It's uh, Home Run on Wheels, and you can go to his website. It's real simple to find. You, you spelled it out easily, homerunonwheels.com. You've got a podcast. You're going to be in Charleston later this week for the West Virginia Power. I'm going to work on tickets during the break. We're going to take That's care awesome. of you. Oh, we'll make that happen. Yes. We'll Paul make that happen. But you covered the NFL for a long time. You covered college football, and, of course, you're still connected to everything. So, you know, outside of this venture, what are you working on other than just seeing the country and living the life? <laughs> well, I do have a book coming out next month that chronicles our trip last year. And we had a mission with foster care r around our trip last year. So we were able to get kids. I told Dave this during the break. We were able to get kids out to Major League Baseball games last year in Miami, Detroit, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Denver, and St. Louis. And the organization we partnered with is in North Carolina. So we got kids out to minor league games in Greensboro and Durham down there in the Tar Heel State. Uh, and what the, probably the coolest thing that happened on our trip last year was when we were in Denver on July 11th, the, the Rockies beat the Tar out of the Diamondbacks. The final score was 19-2. to Rockies hit five home runs in that game. One of the home runs was hit in the fifth inning by Herman Marquez, a pitcher. <laughs> and... One of the foster children got that home run ball. All right. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, my wife and I were not in the section, though, when that home run was hit because one thing we did was we wrote stadium reviews at each stadium. So right. we were exploring. We were up in the upper deck <laughs> in the fifth inning. I looked down. I said to my wife, I said, babe, I think that's our section. Yeah. And, yeah, sure enough, we that's get, we get back down there. I think and he just caught a ball we could have caught. Exactly. <laughs> this kid was sitting right behind me or, you know, right behind us where we were where we would have been if we were in right. our seats. Now, you, you mentioned Denver. Yeah. Course Field, right? Yes. Does the ball truly fly out of there? Fly balls an it automatic home run. Night. I, mean, the, the, I mean, that's what you hear. Yeah. If it, you're a pitcher, you want your rotation to be missed when you're going to go there. It did that night. The, the Diamondbacks had a home run from Paul Goldschmidt in the first inning that game, and then the Rockies responded right away in the bottom of the first. Ian, Ian Desmond hit a 472-foot home run that night, which was <laughs> sick. It, 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 hit, it hit the Todd Helton Burger Shack in, like, <laughs> in the left field concourse. So it, that one definitely did fly out of there. But uh, I've only been to one game there. and uh, Yeah, there were 21 runs scored and six home runs. So. Right. By the way, your tickets are assured. I just need to get the, the, all the details from you afterwards. Okay, I've awesome. already got them. I already got your tickets. That is well, Paul Swan, ladies the man, and gentlemen. Man the of man. The people. Broadcaster of the year, by the way. No, no, no. Talk no. show. No, talk show. West Virginia best That's talk a, show of the year. Right. Okay, we got to get you. it right. That, I guess. I mean, they gave it A lot it of to shows me. in West Virginia. It's on my mantle right now, so I'm not giving it back. Thank the, you. Thank it went you. up on the mantle, but he has not confirmed or denied the, the pay raise. He won't either confirm or deny <laughs> oh, no, I can, the pay raise. I can confirm there is no pay raise. <laughs> okay. I will not deny that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not denying that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I put the boss on blast every day. Yeah. You should see my paycheck. You would understand yeah. completely. So you've covered Conference USA, college football. You've seen it all come and go. When you found out that, okay, 
UMass is leaving, and the doors. UConn. I'm sorry, when you found out UConn was leaving, and the door is wide open. Here it is. Everyone's going to scurry trying to fill that spot. You know, what was your first thought? Okay, which team fits the bill here? Because you've got a poll well, on your Twitter as well. Yeah, and I, I tweeted that out, and you retweeted it. Yes. Um, and the options were what? Marshall, Southern Miss, uh, Appalachian State, and then other. And I asked people to reply. <laughs> um, I think App State with the North Carolina connection would would be cool. Uh, that's a program kind of like Marshall, where they they made the move from FBS to F, or excuse me from FCS to FBS and immediately had success in the fun belt just just like uh, Marshall did in the MAC. Right. Uh, now. Could App State leave the Sun Belt and have the same kind of success in the American? Probably not. But this is a program that's won 11, 12 games the last couple years. So Boone, North Carolina, though, is a very small market, and they probably don't have the money to compete in the American. Uh, and, Dave, I thought Marshall would be a good fit. I thought Southern Miss would be a good fit, but you shot those down. Well, the biggest thing is we mentioned finances when you look at budgets. Uh, South Florida, Central Florida, Tulane, all these people. And then, you know, when they all left, Marshall was still here. And you right. saw who came in. And I just, you know, you would like it maybe. No disrespect about playing some of the schools in there. But, hey, a road trip to South Florida, Central Florida, Memphis, like they used to do, would be kind of neat. Because when Marshall left the MAC and went to Conference USA, I said, okay, it's very simple. Would you want to be in Central Michigan or Central Florida in November? That was a no-brainer. True. Right? That was a no-brainer. But for sure. Marshall's also joined a conference after the signature teams have yeah, left. Yeah, they all left. It feels like you join the MAC, signature teams are leaving. You join Conference USA, signature teams are leaving. If you go to the American, you know Cincinnati wants out. Signature teams are leaving. They all threw themselves at the Big 12 recently, trying to all make the case: pick me, pick me. You know, what if we turn into another situation where okay, everything that makes American attractive. The television money, that all goes away again because that seems to be the trend in college football right now. All of these weaker conferences seem to get weaker and watered down because they're all finding bigger and better opportunities when a Power 5 and now a um, Power 6 comes to calling. <laughs> and this is definitely going to have a ripple effect because UConn, and it, you know, UConn leaving is going to open up, as you said, a door for someone else to fill that 12th spot in the American and you know, it's probably not going to be Marshall, Southern Miss, or Charlotte. I, I, I know the American would love to have a that market, the Charlotte market, but UNC Charlotte's just not strong in any – they can't win in Conference USA. They're not going to win in the American. That, that would be a bad move for Charlotte. One thing someone mentioned to me on Twitter, and you mentioned to me right. before we went on, Dave, is uh, Old Dominion. They have the money. The, it, the Norfolk market is a, is a – substantial market that Getting would be a new football stadium fit. this year yeah and uh the monarchs have are they're already playing some of those schools out of conference <laughs> yeah. they well, had when uh shane carden was at east carolina and um tyler henneke what uh, uh, heineke was at old dominion those two quarterbacks put up a bunch of numbers it was an east carolina win but it was like a 55 to 49 win or something <laughs> like that it was a, a heck of a game uh one School, I want to mention, though, that if, if the American wants to keep the Northeast, Buffalo would, would be, I, I think, a good fit because that 
that is a program that is th – th their sports teams are on the rise, especially in football and basketball. And I think Buffalo would make a lot of sense, not just in terms of geography, but financially and competitively. Do they look at university size as a factor? Because if you want to grab FAU, for example, you're getting an attendance uh, maybe – not that good, but you're getting a university of 30,000 and maybe the bump up in conference. And Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin. You're getting Lane <laughs> Kiffin. I should just say Lane Kiffin and leave it at that. That's the resume. Well, he was the talk of the league after we did his first year. Right now his halo has been knocked off. A little bit. Just Charlotte a knocked it off when they beat him their last game of the regular season to go five and six, and they're not bowl eligible. So he, he's – but, you know, you got him, Butch Davis – UAB guy's a very high-profile guy right now. North, yep. North Texas is getting a lot of – That's a school I had not thought of, North yeah, Texas. You know, so, I mean, telling Paul, I look at Conference USA, the West this year is going to be hard to win. North Texas. The so. West will be hard to win this year. Yeah. Southern Miss, La Tech, UAB, unbelievable. I'd throw battle. Western Kentucky into that mix as a possible American athletic candidate. They've got a, a winning program. That's yeah. the thing about Western Kentucky, even though they're having some budget issues right now. <laughs> They've got a program that's actually competitive across the entire spectrum of yes. Conference USA, right. not just football and basketball. But you think the American maybe would take a member that's football only? No. Just if, if they would, then UConn would, would stay as a, as a football conference and, or a, as a football school, right. and that's not going to happen. Uh, and you, you, there are a lot of questions about the future of UConn's program. There, uh, my former employer, Sporting News, uh, Bill Bender, great great college football reporter wrote an article today that UConn might be better off just dropping its football program. They're not competitive. They're in debt. And, you know, so that that could be an option. Maybe UConn is going to just ax their football program and move to the Big East and, and join all the other schools there that are non-football. And that could be a viable option for them. Or 1AA, F FCS, that's an option for them as well. But I never thought it's UConn of a football school. That never comes to mind. I always think of them as a basketball oh, school. Oh, totally. And the Big and East makes perfect sense for them. Yeah, and this is definitely a basketball move for UConn. Don't color it anything <laughs> that it isn't because this is, this, is a complete, this is completely a basketball move for UConn. It has nothing to do with their baseball program or anything else. This is a basketball move, just like Louisville leaving the American to join the ACC was a football move. This is a basketball move for UConn. And there's still teams that are trying to make that pitch. I'm just kind of curious, are we going to see teams maybe push the way we saw the visible push to get into the Big 12? I know lower profile conference, but still a lot higher profile than what you currently see in the MAC, the Sun Belt Conference USA. You, know, you just don't have the profile there. The American, at least, they can flirt with calling themselves a power six, even though we know they're technically not there. I mean, they get as much of a shot at the access bowl as anybody else and maybe have some better footing for that, but they're not a power six. Well, as a graduate of a school that is in that conference, I would disagree because oh. now I realize the schools are not the same as they were 10 years ago, but when UConn was in the Big East, when it was still the Big East, they, they won that conference and they, they played in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, UCF was in the Big East and went out to the Fiesta Bowl and, and beat a Robert Griffin-led Baylor team. Uh, so this is the, – the, the American is – and I've been saying this for years – the American is the Big East, what it was. Granted, there are some new faces like East Carolina uh, and Cincinnati, but this is – 
what the Big East was. And the Big East, when the BCS was around, the Big East was part of that group of six that was in the Big East. I don't know why the American lost that luster when the BCS was dissolved and the college football playoff came into play. I have no idea. That has baffled me. UCF should have been in the playoff the last two years. Heck, Marshall a few years ago when they were 13-1 and one and their only loss was a one-point overtime loss to Western Kentucky. And then they're ranked like 20th. Marshall should have been in the yeah. playoff. Western Michigan in 20, uh, what was that, 2016, 2017? Yeah, I, I, Paul, you follow me on Twitter. So you I know, do. I, I have been beating the drum about the quote-unquote non-Power 5 schools getting access to this playoff. And I, I, I knew the playoff was going to be a disaster from the start. And it has been. Yeah. It, it, it is not inclusive at all whatsoever. It's kill the bowl system. It not really that, has. Not that I'm a fan of the bowl system, yeah. but it's killing it because now you got after, guys sitting out. Yeah, you got guys sitting out. You also, you have games that are played after the semifinals, which are inconsequential. If this was all leading up to these games, more interesting. Sure, it's the same game being played. You can't, you know, tell me a date matters, but in a lot of people's mind, it does because these games don't mean anything after the semifinals played. There's no meaning to it. Oh, yeah, I, and I completely agree with you. And that's why I've also been a proponent of holding the college football playoff after the bowl games. Let a team like UCF or Western Michigan play Wisconsin or Alabama or Auburn or, who, or LSU or whoever. Yeah. Let them play those teams in a, in a bowl game, and then let's sort this thing out with the playoff. Hold the playoff after the bowl. The, the college football playoff never, ever should have been part of the bowl system. Hold it afterward because you're going to make more bowl games relevant. You could up to seven, eight, nine maybe even bowl games could have could impact the national championship picture. What what bowl game did Marshall go to when they were 12-1 and one in Bahamas? Was that right? Something. And that's just ridiculous. Yeah. But in, in that year, the Bahamas Bowl could have possibly impacted the national championship picture. Well, I remember talking about conference USA one year, Houston before they left. Yeah, he was, was in was position. One. To win it. All mm-hmm. they had to do is win a championship game. They lost in the championship game. I forget who beat them. And when it was all said and oh, done. Oh, it was East Carolina, actually. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. But when it was all said and done, we, we said, hey, that was a $12 million defeat. You're getting an access bowl and a million-dollar bowl yep. bid. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you might get a shot, but, dude, it's going to be slim pickings, and you better make the most of it. Houston wins. They're going to play for a lot of money. Well, but they didn't. East Carolina when, you know, took them out of it. And when they, Houston – When Houston uh, beat Florida State a couple of years ago, they had one loss that year, right. and it was to UConn, it, it, coincidentally <laughs> enough. We're talking, we've been talking about yeah. UConn. But Greg Ward, their, their All-American quarterback, was hurt and did not play that game, and it was like a two-point loss or something yeah. like that. So Houston, that, that was a championship-caliber team, and they proved it against a really good Florida State team in the, in the Peach Bowl that just totally dominated them. There's a, another team. If, if the playoff is held after the bowl games, Houston's probably playing for a national championship that season. Because, right. that, again, that was a championship-caliber team. Well, you know, Monday, we're getting ready to go. Another EAS test here. Again, we're recording for the podcast now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will repeat this again for those who are listening over the air for you on the podcast. Uh, it was uh, Rakeem Cato led that uh, one-loss herd team in um, – 2014 against Northern Illinois in the Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton, not Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. 
They hadn't been to Bahamas yet, but I, I can't remember top of my head Same which payout. one. Yeah. <laughs> Same payout. Same payout completely. You talk about teams moving, schools moving. I've heard of rumblings. If the Big 12 were to annex anybody, Houston. That would make a lot market. Of sense. Dana Holgerson's there. Their first game's Oklahoma, but I mean, if they want to get to an even number. But like you say, if that ever, if anybody ever moves, that just, so many things change your. I mean, you got to do some serious scrambling. Big time ripple effect. Yes, big time. And you, you, and who knows? Maybe UConn leaving and the American grabbing somebody, whoever that might be, would force the Big Twelve to be like, all right, hey, this is a good opportunity for us to add a couple teams because the Americans can add somebody, yeah. and that's going to create a conference shuffle anyway. So maybe the Big Ten views at it, or excuse me, the Big 12 views at it as a good, as, as the right time right. to get back to 12 teams. They considered the it for a while, but then 10. they backed off. But You didn't have to stop. I was just letting you know we're going to take a break after you finish your thought. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm learning. You froze on me, Dave. <laughs> but, it's a, you know, the league shuffles of that nature. Could be crazy, but Houston's been mentioned. Dana Holgerson, then you know, come back to the Big Twelve. He could come back to Morgantown. We need play. to hit a quit break quick. <laughs> gotcha. So fast saying it, I even stumbled it. We need to hit a break. We'll come back and we will continue here at the Union Pub and Grill on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. L. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan with you for another edition of the drive. Of course, you can always come down and join us. 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. We're here every Monday. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. That is the Monday special. And you can get that only here at the Union Pub and Grill. Dave Walsh, my usual co-host for Mondays with us, the former young Thundering Herd quarterback. We like to emphasize young former. sometimes, former young. It's kind of weird to go former young. And young. It just, mm, okay, whatever. I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then joining us on the program as well, he's in Huntington. You might know him on Twitter, Ron Clements. Yeah. Homerunonwheels.com is the website. You're also still blogging and you're writing a book. You've covered Sports for a long time. Sporting news was uh, your previous home. Now you're living the life we all want to live. I mean, what's next? Basketball, professional. Well, you've seen enough professional football. You're going to try basketball arenas next or RV it across the country you for hockey. My, you know what my awesome wife did? What? So she she, she works uh, with someone. That, that they, they all work remotely. But she works with someone who is a Green Bay Packers season ticket holder. Oh, oh. And I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My wife is from Illinois, so she's a Bears fan. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh. But, yeah, and then with baseball, we got Brewers Cardinals. Uh-oh. But um, she got tickets through this guy who she works with. I don't even think she's met him in person. But he was like, hey, I can't go. Do you want Bears Packers tickets at Lambeau Field in December? And my wife was all like, yeah, so on, <laughs> nice. on December 15th, we're actually going to fly to – we'll be in Arizona for, for winter. Okay. But, but we are going to fly up to Wisconsin and, and uh, see the Bears and Packers play at Lambeau Field, which will be awesome. You will make the exception and get on an airplane and get there for that one. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. dress warmly. Oh, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. But my, my sister lives in Apple or near Appleton, so we'll probably stay at her house. Okay. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, you're mentioning you're working your way to Cleveland for the All-Star game. 
What about the Browns? The buzz about the Browns right now. You're going to be up in Cleveland. They, so, they've almost given them the titles and this and that, and I'm going, they got to earn it first. But, I mean, I told Paul, the last two trips up to visit family, when you go to stores, sporting goods stores, and look around, Cleveland Cavaliers, they'll give it to you. Indians, you got to pay a normal fee. Brown stuff right now is under lock and key. You got to go get somebody to go get the Baker Mayfield's jersey out. They're not going to be, I mean, they, something's going on up there. That that has a potential to be a special team, especially adding Beckham and to, yeah. to go. Uh, that they, they've got perhaps the best group of skill position players in the NFL right now. I mean, and I don't like to hear that. So I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, just telling you, no. I don't like to hear um, that. So Cleveland could be a special team. Now I will say this with the caveat that um, the season they were 0 and 16, I predicted them to go 6 and 10. So um, <laughs> I will just add that little caveat that you know what I say usually means bupkis. Yeah. So. <laughs> Far as I'm concerned, the Cleveland Browns can stay in obscurity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, the NFL is better when the sit when Cleveland is good. Says or, who? or at least competitive. Says who? It, it's a marquee <laughs> franchise, Paul. Yeah. I mean, they give them the draft in two years. They get to host the draft in two years, I believe. I'm sorry. I, I'm not seeing that with yeah. my uh, my Bengals shades uh. here on. I'm not seeing <laughs> that. He's on the other side of the yeah, state. No, I'm not. No. No, I'm not seeing that. I'm, I don't accept that. I mean, I'm sure it's true, but I don't accept that. I, I'm just going to own the fact that I am in my lone blissful little world that Andy Dalton is going to save – no, what am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> let's keep it real. Well, they, do have, they do have a new leader. They do have a new leader. Wise, we'll but see what happens. they're still the Cincinnati Bengals. They're still the Cincinnati Bengals. You know this. You've covered the yeah, NFL. You, um, you know, it's kind of funny with the Bengals, as bad as they've been in the last 20 years, people forget that, like, in the 80s. Oh, they were, the, they were awesome. This was a great team. They oh, went was. to two Super Bowls. Yeah. Unfortunately, they ran into the Montana-led Niners both times. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was, what, Ken Anderson one time and Boomer Esiason another yes, for the Super yes. Bowl. So, uh, Ken Anderson, by the way, a dude who should be in the Hall of Fame probably. Um, Super nice guy. I met him one time at uh, when the Bengals were training in Georgetown. met him one time. And it was just, uh, he was a wonderful human being to meet. And never got to meet Boomer. I've met Andy Dalton, so unfortunately you see where <laughs> my priorities are. <laughs> I remember talking to Andy Dalton on a conference call when the Bengals were getting ready to play the Rams and when they were still in St. Louis. And I asked him on the conference call what he felt about, I think at the time, I don't think TCU had joined the Big 12 yet, or or maybe they just had, but, but like Boise State was in the discussion at the time, and it was like um, – or no, I no, I remember it, it was when the, the Big East talk was going around that Boise State might join the Big East and, and TCU I think was in that discussion too and he was like, No, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Geographically. <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's my only interaction with, with Andy Dalton was on a conference call. So Yeah. I met him a couple times on uh, affiliate day and of course um, he found every way to not come near that tent. <laughs> I mean look, he's big time, he's Andy Dalton. Yeah. The Red Rifle. He's got no time for us completely. Uh, we got to take our final break. We're going to do so and come back, and uh, we'll continue on here at the Union Pub and Grill. We remind you, if you're not here right now, you're missing $2 call shots and $1.50 domestic bottles. You get that every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm sorry, that's still not Gloria. I I apologize, Ron. We have not played Gloria for you today. Oh, oh well. Not everybody can be a fan of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I was for a couple weeks. By the way, the gentleman you're meeting, as I mentioned, David Kahn from West Virginia Power. We had this back and forth about the Blues and his uh, Boston Bruins. So don't tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just secured you your tickets. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. So your limited time in West Virginia, what have you seen so far other than the RV park or, or have you yet really to explore? At, we had brunch at Black Sheep yesterday. That was good. Uh, and then we went to the Peddler. And we took our dog to both places. Oh, nice. Oh. He's our marketing manager. <laughs> so, you know. Does he get paid well? Um, in, in treats. Yes. <laughs> and, and pets. <laughs> yeah, pet, pets on the head. Joining us today here at the Union Pub and Grove course, uh, that just made you me can, laugh. You that, can fast forward that, that part. That made me laugh. They, when, you, when you make these trips, how do you scout them? You've left. You're coming in. With, you, you, uh, here's 64. Here's this. And you're going like, okay, okay. Do you do do you scout? Do you mean like out? the oh. RV park? When you're getting here and stuff, area? I mean, you can anchor in, okay, you, or you just pick spots and go to. You've already parked in Milton, but now you got to find a way to kill time. When you're on the, you're going like, okay, you've checked it out here, and we get to Charleston, we go here, we get to Parkersburg, we'll go to the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Do you scout it out, or you just flip freewheel it? Not really. Uh, uh, I wish we would have done a little better scouting in uh, Louisville as far as things to do because we did not know that while we were there, Hamilton was playing at the, at, at the, oh, no. the um, Performing Arts Center there. That would have been nice to, <laughs> to see Hamilton, but yeah. we were not able to get tickets. Uh, but you know, my wife is, actually does more of that than I do. She's a project manager, so okay. it kind of comes more naturally to her. I'm more of this, hey, let's see what we can do today. I'm more of the spontaneous type person. But... Do you have the rule that I do whenever I go out of town? I want to go eat somewhere that we don't have here. Oh, we never spot. eat. We never like, eat. No disrespect, Applebee's and places, but I want to go somewhere that we don't have. If I'm in Cleveland yep. or we go to Louisville, something's different. Yeah. When we were in Cleveland last year, we sought out restaurants. Uh, we actually ate at, ate dinner one night at a restaurant in the Tremont neighborhood up there. Uh, but yeah, and that's why we went to Black Sheep for for brunch. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple people. <laughs> do you know where uh, Uncle Bill's is in uh, Barbersville? Yeah, that was our first meal in this area. Was uh, was <laughs> all right? Was, was Uncle Bill's? So um, because it was right there at that at the the freeway exit. Yeah, we were hungry, so we we went to the RV park. We checked in. Didn't want to cook anything, so we we had to go grocery shopping anyway because we didn't have much food. Yeah. So we we turn around. We're like, oh my! It's chain restaurant after chain restaurant. Hey, this Uncle Bill's Pub, let, let's go in here. And so Boom. that was our first meal in the area. Will that be on the blog and the podcast as well? The, just the experience? No, I think you just got an exclusive right there, yes. Paul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a fascinating travel journal because you're you're not hitting the change. You're going oh, local. Oh, no, never. Yeah, outside of the occasional Starbucks maybe for a coffee. Um, we got you covered here for that. You're good. Right. So, uh, but yeah, we, we want to experience – the the cities in, that we visit and it was like with our stadium reviews that we wrote for the website there's also like a, a, a category there for the city what we thought of the mm-hmm. city and you know, I, I don't think we disliked any one city we were in because we can always find something to do when, when you're in a major metro area so it's 
it's a fun area you're, that you're, you're about to explore here because uh, Huntington has this sometimes a problem with itself that a lot of people maybe don't think it's better than what it is. So it's just fascinating to me to find out. I'm going to be listening to the podcast and de just devouring what you have to say because it's fascinating to me that someone would come out of area and just talk about all the fun things that are happening. And, of course, if you are listening on the podcast, uh, we're not on the air again because we have an EAS. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Third one in an that's hour. Third what one. is going on? That's one thing you can podcast and write about, the fact that Huntington has been hit with uh, in the Tri-State area so much rain. Yeah, it's raining right now. It's raining right now. We are the Seattle of the East Coast almost, just about. I mean, we're already heading for record year. And we're in not even July yet, and they're already hitting numbers that we haven't seen in a long time. So, so this is, uh, yeah, this is, makes it fun, though. So we just hang out here, and, uh, of course, this is all being podcast. And uh, you can, of course, go to Ron's podcast, his website. And I just got a text from somebody to let me know it's raining. So that's just to let you know. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just no one, Someone is not listening to the program. Hey, be careful. It's raining. Uh, homerunonwheels.com is the website. Yes, sir. And, and you can find uh, the podcast on, uh, well, it used to be iTunes, but Apple Scratch. So Apple Podcasts, it's there. Uh, Google Play. Um Pretty much wherever you can find podcasts, I think you can find the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Where else can people find you? Twitter, Facebook, where, yeah. where are you at? We do uh, Home Run on Wheels has a Facebook account and Instagram. Uh, we, I've got a decent following on Twitter, so it's just Ron underscore Clements there. Uh, we did not, I did not create a Home Run on Wheels Twitter account. And uh, the DirecTV went out here so with, with the storm. But, of course, the $1.50 bottles did not go well, out and yeah. the $2 call shots. And, of course, this has been fun because uh, half the show you can hear exclusively on the podcast on Apple Podcast, also on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast. And the other part of the show, of course, is uh, the parts that did not get blocked out today because of the <laughs> local over-the-air version. Uh, that's what we push the podcast sometimes, just because of, of the rain. We got rained out. That's, that's usually what happens. Hey, a couple weeks ago we couldn't even get on the air because – Internet, yeah, really, yeah. We had to go. I had to go old school. I had to go speakerphone on the iPhone here until they got me a backup. We had to set up oh, wow, over there. Crazy. Yeah, oh. and I, I had former Huntington Blizzard uh, player, player who was very good, was Jim Birmingham. Uh, he was uh, inducted recently into the East Coast Hockey League Hall of Fame, and he was just visiting. He lives in Montreal, just visiting. He yeah. was sort of doing what you are doing, but not as well planned and not without an RV. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I did last year one time? I, I was interviewing someone. And uh, so I, I use a, a, a Tascam DR40 to uh, record everything. Yeah. And it's got settings for internal mic and external mic. Right. Well, I had the internal mic turned on because I was in the clubhouse and I was interviewing some, with some players. And then I was interviewing a reporter, actually, for the podcast. And uh, I forgot to change the setting. So I was like, we, we're five minutes in, and I'm like, oh, shoot. And I didn't shoot. Uh, <laughs> hey, we have to start over because this has not been recording anything. Yes. <laughs> was it a better interview the second time? Uh, I don't think so because the first time it was a little more genuine, you know, but. Right. Oh, well. That I've had those problems before, too. Yeah. yeah. And I've used that model. It's a really nice model. Yeah, that was uh, Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post Dispatch, where he, he and, and he was really really nice too. He was all like, "Oh, sure, no problem. Can we? Yeah, do it we can again? do it again. We we and can do it I again." I felt like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it again. Yeah, but you're a newspaper guy. You're not a you're not a audio guy, right? Well, you are now, but yeah. well, uh, 
embarrassed to say that my degree is actually in broadcast journalism, so I should have known better. You should have known better, yeah. but you're you're East Carolina guy. You're not a Marshall. Oh. You're not a Marshall guy. <laughs> That's the difference. You're not a Marshall guy. Yeah, much superior broadcast program. This guy just applied Marshall law. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's much superior. I have to say that. The uh, the professor listens to this day. <laughs> you know, talking about East Carolina days, Marshall played and everything. There were some nice non-chain places deep in the Greenville area. Because when you write, travel, that's one of the things you quickly find. Where do we go to? And there was a lot of places you could go to that were not the Applebee's, but we had a good meal. We had good meals. Uh, I hope the you locals. Some, yeah, I hope you had some barbecue while you were down there. Oh, one of the best pregame meals ever. East Carolina Stadium is just—I mean—it's almost to the point like I don't know who, to heck with the game, the barbecue and the ribs. It's like to heck with the game. We're I don't know back who Tom eat. <laughs> I don't know who Tom McClellan puts in charge of uh, getting food for the press box, but yeah, he does a really he good does. job. Yes, he does. Well, if you're going to try to admit someone into the American by barbecue alone, Southern Miss wins. <laughs> Southern Miss wins. Yeah, Leafus. Southern, hey, as an East Carolina guy, that, that's another big rivalry with, with uh, Southern Miss. I would love to see the, the Golden Eagles in there. Right, and there's an excuse for you. Hey, you know what? We should go, honey. We should go check out that game when they're yeah, in Hattiesburg. They're in the league and, uh, you, leave you could early. get the RV down there. Probably yeah, the only well, you way you get in there. We have yet to drive the RV through Louisiana. That's one of the states we're missing. So that's not that far away. No. We, we can park it I mean, in if New If you Orleans get Southern Miss joins up and say, hey, Biloxi right down the street. Got a little casino action. One of the, one of the perks. For membership well it's funny you can park an rv at at uh casinos for free but we've got a big foster care organization logo on the side of our <laughs> rv so i don't think no. parking it at a casino is, is no, the best that's not thing for work. optics <laughs> we are out of time don't forget you can come down to the union pub and grill and you can take advantage of a dollar fifty domestic bottles and two dollar call shot for my uh, co-host and partner in crime on mondays mr dave walsh Ron Clements joining us, man. Thank you for so much for coming in. It's I enjoyed it. Pleasure to finally get you in here. Thank you. And uh, in a few years from now, when Marshall opens up the baseball park, you got to get back here. Deal. I'll get you in it. I'll get you in that one too. I'll get your credential or yeah. something. I mean, awesome. man's got connections. I got some connections. I mean, <laughs> and uh, let me know how the West Virginia power trip goes because uh, I'm expecting super seats for you. For Ron and for Dave and Gabriel back in the studio, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.